0: This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Coin Gaming. Stick around for more info about them later in the episode. What is up, everyone? I'm Charlie Shrem, and this is Untold Stories, where twice a week, we dive deep with crypto's most influential leaders to find out how this movement truly came to be. And we tell awesome stories, too. This show is powered by BlockWorks Group, a media company that has over 20 podcasts in their network. Check them out at blockworksgroup.io. With that... Today's guest is Kasala Hemashandra, the founder and CEO of MyEtherWallet. We talked about money as a form of debt of control. What is MyEtherWallet? The effects on coronavirus and crypto. We talked about hardware wallets. We talked about the origins of MyEtherWallet and the split between MyCrypto. We talked about Bitcoin being battle-tested, global crypto users, and how to keep your private keys safe and away from everyone who wants to take your crypto. I'm Charlie Shrem, and I'll talk to you guys right in a minute. I'm here today with Kasala Hamashandra. Kasala, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Charlie.
0: So it's funny that we were just chatting a second ago, um, and I like I like to get kind of like the recording started before we have small talk, but um, you were asking me how it's going with with home confinement, and I, I can't believe I just used the word home confinement. Home confinement okay. is a word I used when I was on house arrest,
1: but we're all under like a home confinement. Now, how are you dealing with it? Um, That's a really good question. So I am in a bit of a, like a crazy situation because towards the end of the year, I decided um, like every year I was at, so I'm based in Los Angeles, but I'm originally from Sri Lanka. So I travel uh, to Sri Lanka, like end of every year uh, just to see my mom and spend some time with my uh, family. And um, you know, like, uh, enjoy some free quality family time. And that's exactly what I did end of 2019. But instead of going back to LA just like I planned after two weeks, I got stuck in Sri Lanka mainly because um, I thought, okay, like towards mid January, I was like, okay, this whole situation is going to go pass away. Are you in Sri Lanka uh, right now? Yeah, I am in Sri Lanka. So how oh, new- much you. My wallet from. I did the time
0: zoning based on. We did the time zone based on uh, California. Central. What time is it?
1: It's um 7:35 p.m.
0: Okay, then I don't feel so bad. Well, it's, no, oh, it's, it's 10 a.m. here.
1: Bad. Yeah. Oh, that's a not crazy. So you
0: are. S- oh, interesting. Okay, I don't feel as bad.
1: <laughs> so it's all good. All good. So um, no. now I'm stuck in Sri Lanka until like this whole situation ends.
0: So, like, I, I prepared, I kind of, like, prepared a show, you know, but I, I've, I've been less preparing these shows during this situation because my guests are coming to me with some, like, cooler, crazier situation that they're in right now. I can't really, like, prepare for that. And you're, like, the perfect example. I, I was not talk to you, like, what's going on in California right now? But obviously, you can't, a- you can't answer
1: that. <laughs> um, I know a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I know more about Sri Lanka than uh, Los Angeles or so California right but now. But I'm happy.
0: I'm happy yeah. about that. I'll tell you why. Because I feel like there's a lot of people going out saying that um, governments are now using this, what's going on right now. Like South Africa has like 50 deaths in total. But meanwhile, there's an army of 75,000 people now patrolling all of South Africa, you know, checking, making sure people are like not out of their homes and politicians are stealing food. And it's like corruption. It's craziness. Um, and South Africa was already poor and in recession. So I guess my question to you, my first question that I didn't prepare is like, how is Sri Lanka dealing with this? What's going on right now? You don't hear anything. Are there cases? Are there like lockdowns? Like what is going, like I'm going to shut up and I want you to take over the show.
1: Okay, cool, 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 cool. So basically what happened was, I'm just going to continue what I started before. Like mid-January, I thought like, okay, this is going to go away in, in, in a week or two. And hopefully like the world will go better. And then I don't have to worry about like, traveling or like getting to an airport with like people or uh, like new cases. Um, So that's exactly what I did. Like I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait like a couple more weeks. So basically, like in two more weeks, like the situation got worse. And then until the point that Sri Lanka went into complete shutdown, like complete lockdown. So a month, like a month ago, they imposed complete lockdown on Sri Lanka on everything. So no stores are open. Uh, we cannot like this 24 seven curfew. We cannot leave our house. And there are like 6,000 people who got arrested because they left their house. So that's a different story. Um, and there, there are only like food delivery services and, um, airports are closed. Again, all the stores are closed and, um, like obviously no school, no jobs, no work, or anything like that. And no transportation, no train service, no public transportation, anything like that at all. So we are in a bit of a situation where um, um, the whole country is pretty much shut down, like no one's doing anything. But in a way, I'm glad for that, because that helped the whole country to keep the new cases and deaths at a low level. So yesterday, we only found like 10 new cases. Uh, and then overall, I think the the total number of cases uh, across the whole country is around like 260 something right now, which is fairly like below compared to most of the world, like most of the other countries uh, who are going through this uh, pandemic. And um, like if you think about Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka is a developing country. So if we ever got into a situation where we couldn't control or like where we... Uh, didn't have control over the new cases or number of like um, people who are infected, then we'll be in a lot of trouble because like the the hospitals are not um, prepared for this or like we don't have enough ICU beds in the country. So uh, in a way, I'm really glad that Sri Lanka imposed this and like put 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 itself into like complete lockdown, and that helped to keep the number of new cases and. Uh, in new infections to uh, low level, but now I'm stuck uh, in Sri Lanka, and it opens up a whole new set of questions <laughs> on how I run my wallet from Sri Lanka. So that's why I stay up late, and it's it's a whole like a different story.
0: <laughs> you're. you're- you were expected to be like in California and a lot of your staff at my ether wallet and everyone, um, are all over the world, but, um, Silicon Valley, like it's in your blood. So yeah. in a world where like almost Silicon Valley was like not born for this situation, but in terms of like the convenience and technology put together with, you know, being able to like bridge those gaps. Um, I live in Southwest Florida and like yeah. food delivery, and infrastructure, like the conveniences of being stuck home are not nearly as good as people in California have it. People in California have like, you can like literally order anything you want within minutes and be at your house. Like, like Uber is now even launching Uber Connect where it'll it'll allow you to deliver packages from your from one house to the other. I'm doing that here. Like my mother-in-law is cooking food here, and then I'm like paying this guy to like deliver the food to all of my brothers and sisters at everyone's houses. But like people in California have an automated system for that. How are you dealing with that in Sri Lanka? Do you have the modern conveniences? Are you noticing the infrastructure allows you to be safe? Like what if you did get sick? Things like that. Um, being stuck in a country that's not uh, as uh, forward with technological infrastructure as I guess, but you're used to it because you've been there. You go back and forth all the time. If I was there, I don't know. I'd be freaking out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So um, that's a great question. So basically, when they f- first went to lockdown, we, everyone, like the, ev- the whole country only had like two days of advance notice. So the sto- the lines in front of like all the grocery stores were huge. And there was this one time even I had to wait like 1.5 hours to get like the essentials. And um, it's me and my mom. So my mom had to wait like in front of a pharmacy uh, line for like that much, uh, like 1.5 hours or somewhere around that. And then I was waiting in front of like a grocery store. Um, So that whole, like the whole situation, whole Sri Lanka wasn't prepared for it. So, um, but what I learned that the the country started, or like started building the infrastructure and, had everything ready so after we went to lockdown like within like a week or so uh all of the delivery services that so we have uber eats here and but like we also have this local app called pick me it's like grab in malaysia and singapore if you're familiar with it uh but like we have this local app uh, it's called pick me and they actually picked up very fast like they started adding new like grocery services and like vegetable deliveries and meat deliveries and like all the essentials and it only took like i would say a week or so to build the infrastructure and especially um uh, it might well, be because, because the like, government's not getting involved exactly right like if like you like want them to has... do a
0: grocery delivery service before covid think of the bureaucratic red tape you would have to do oh that oh my gosh now have yes. you have it, it the government would like pay you to launch that here where i live
1: no, I totally agree with you. And like, just, just imagine. And like, I don't know, uh, like, like countries, like, like even in Sri Lanka, right? Like in like Brazil and all that, like think about all the like bribes and everything that you have to do in order to get something up and running versus now uh, the governments and everyone is like, is ready. It's helping you. It's like, Oh my gosh, like we're in this situation. So do anything and everything possible to make it better. And like, to help the use, help the help help the people. So um, yeah, I totally agree with you. This is uh this is one of those situations where government gives like entrepreneurs or like developers and like owners or founders of these applications like full control and be like, yeah, we are not going to intervene. Just go ahead and implement anything to ease the uh, the current situation.
0: So how's work going?
1: Oh man, um, that's good. So. Um, we, it was like at, at the beginning, like there was a little lag on our productivity because, uh, especially because like I'm, I'm, I was on a, like a completely different time zone. And, um, so initially when I started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay up until like 2.30 a.m. my time, which is like 2.00 p.m. uh, LA time. And eventually, uh, it started like. Moving forward and forward and forward. So now I'm. I stay up until sometimes some days I stay up until like seven a.m. my time, which is like six thirty p.m. L.A. time. And it. Other than that, and then I'm a night owl, so it's like I was able to get used to it pretty quickly. And the whole team already had um some sort of remote experience because like a year ago or like a year and a half ago, I don't remember the exact date, but like. We uh, let them take a remote day off, like once every week. So um, they already knew, like they already had, oh, like uh, a system for that. Yeah, yeah, a system to like work remotely and what needs to be, like what needs to get done, how to talk to people, how to communicate with the team, and so they were already a little bit prepared in a way. And 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 then and then we are in crypto space, right? Like this is a decentralized space where. I think myetherwallet is one of the few companies to even have a physical location, and most of these products, projects, and products are like completely like distributed all across the world, and and like especially yeah in this like ecosystem, it's it's very simple to like have a distributed team and like communicate properly and uh, get things done. As long as everyone knows what needs to get done and like what are their goals and what what they have to achieve at the end of the week or at the, before the next release cycle, and um, I think I think we like uh, like Silicon Valley teams, right? Silicon Valley teams or like crypto teams, crypto projects are definitely uh, one of the lucky groups uh, who weren't affected as much uh, due to this like COVID situation.
0: It's interesting that the crypto industry. Uh, the unemployment rate is is probably very low
1: oh yeah i'm pretty sure like if anything um and and think about like the the crypto prices compared to all the, like the stock markets and like foreign exchange and everything was affected like stock market foreign money exchange everything was affected from this whole situation but crypto prices were relatively stable across this whole situation like um it just it means something it's it it just says that, oh, crypto is not as affected uh, uh, as the other monetary or like other um, systems that like, you know, trading systems. So it means that like we can apply the same uh, concept to maybe the unemployment as well. So maybe uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but if I have to make an assumption or like if I have to guess, I'd say, yeah, it's like it at low, very low percentages for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you actually. Um, so, what's what's next with you guys um, at my Ether wallet? What are yeah. you working on right now?
1: So, uh, we uh, like within the past two years, we we did a lot of things. Like, we wanted to create. So, whenever we see a problem in in Ethereum, right, or like onboarding a user to Ethereum space, that's when we jump in and we're like okay, there's this little bottleneck that people, uh, it just slows down people from onboarding or like people are having issues because of this. Uh, that's when we jump in and then we create new products or uh, facilitate new tools or make our user experience better in order to smoothen it out and like make it easy. And uh, for so for the past two years or so, that's exactly what we did. So in order to stop uh, phishing attacks and all that. We created this app called mule Connect, which allows users to uh, connect their app or like use their phone as a hardware wallet, uh, like feature. So they can connect their wallet um, to my wallet web, and then use your, use the phone as a as a signer. So like in order to send a transaction, so it gives like the two factor ability to to your wallet or to your phone application and. And then it helped a lot of people uh, like we had about, I think last time I checked like 300,000 downloads or so. And, um, so that, and then we realized, okay, um, people want more, not just the signing up. Oh, I haven't even been using the app. I have to download that. You should, but like we have the new one now, um, which yeah, is like, I'm checking it out right this minute. Okay, cool. So, uh, um, and then, you know, and then, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say what's so interesting is that you you know you've I've been following you for a very long time I've been following you and Taylor for a very long time and what what was interesting and that this whole you know that both of you took um, took this as a um, huge like moral obligation to stop spammers and scammers and hackers on the Ethereum blockchain like you took it as your duty you both did and so when when, you know, you guys both branched off and forked and you have my ether wallet and then my crypto, the, the, the good thing that came out of that was like, it's like, you have now like two armies fighting against that. You both continued that moral (laughs) fight
1: against. So like the community thanks you both for that. Oh yeah. So no, that's a, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's totally true. It's a it's, it's, it's definitely a moral obligation because we cannot exist in a space where people are constantly getting hacked or fished. So we definitely have to solve that problem beforehand, uh, so that we can onboard people. We can get in, get them into Ethereum space and then convince them, educate them. Hey, this space is safe because if you go to someone new and like, um, try to explain, uh, that okay, like this is Ethereum, and then uh, you have to keep yeah, have control of your private keys, blah blah blah. So at the same time, um, like you, there's a possibility that you might end up in the wrong site, or you might do something a mistake, and then you'll completely lose all your funds. The moment you say that, that's where you lose them. So we have to make sure that. We don't need to, like, we have a future, like in the future, it's not a sentence that we have to say. We have to make sure that people are in full control and like they have full custody of what's going to happen to their wallet. So even if they make a slight mistake, we have to be able to give them a second chance to verify what they were going to do was actually what they wanted to do. But so, it's different.
0: It's different because you looked, you looked at it at least when... So so let me take it from, from a perspective of someone who like started really actively using Ethereum a little bit later than other people, right? Yeah. When I was like uh, whether it's tokens or smart contracts or dApps, I was using I started using it a little bit later than than uh, like you yourself. Yeah. The way I looked at my ether wallet, the way I still look at at both my ether wallet and my cryptos is that um, I look at 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 you guys as infrastructure and not as a company and i think you've treated yourself you know that way you've looked at yourself not as a business company rather my ether wallet is a is a very important core infrastructure for the whole ethereum blockchain and for for a very long time you were the only ones doing you were the only ones allowing the ability for people to to work with smart contracts to even uh, access their own tokens i mean there i could i could name you tokens that uh there was no way to access them unless you were using my ether wallet Uh, impossible. Right. So um, interacting with, with smart contracts, you guys were it for years. Um, Why did you see yourself as that infrastructure and not just a company?
1: So uh, you had to go all the way back to the beginning of uh, my wallet, right? Like what gave it life. So initially it was created uh, like during my senior year, I got like started reading about the yellow paper. I was already, like I was already into Bitcoin at that point, meaning like I, I, I was uh, fascinated by the technology behind Bitcoin and like how the blockchain and how it works. So around the same time, that's when the yellow paper came out. And I'm a computer engineering student, so I was just fascinated by like what it can achieve. And then I just started following it since then. And when um, when they released when Ethereum released their mainnet, uh, that's when I saw people having issues on uh, doing basic tasks like sending a transaction or like accessing their wallet uh or, or like seeing their balance and like these are simple tasks but like back then only command line existed even though these people are somewhat familiar with the technology or like they had some background in the technology they were still struggling on how to access and like do these tasks using a command line and that's when i realized okay there's this little need and i am in a position to Create like fix that, or uh, like help these people out. And then like I worked uh, like day and night for a week or so to create this like put together this like simple interface where people can um, access their wallets and transactions and see their balance, like basic tasks that that they they want to achieve. Before I hired anyone else, and so that was the beginning. That was the core concept of my Ether wallet. We we wanted to create a tool to help out a specific group of people so um that's and then that the only difference that i see right now is that specific group of people grew over time and it's in millions now compared to like 100 users back then so um still i believe there's this need to yeah there are all these like different DApps, all these different like d5 platforms and all that but there's still a need for people to do um, access their wallet or like have a, um, a unified place or one place that they can go to to accomplish all these tasks, and and that's what that's what we've been doing for like the past five years or so. Whenever like Ethereum release a new feature, my wallet is there to accomplish this. And I think, like compared to other projects, a lot of projects in in um, in Ethereum space, they're only focusing on one specific ex- aspect of like Ethereum. So if if it's a DApp platform, they're only focusing on that DApp, and that's it. Versus us, we focus on the whole infrastructure, whole uh, ecosystem, and then try to facilitate or make it easy for people to access this whole infrastructure and make it seamless as much as possible. And at the same time, it's um, like some people might ask, okay, like you're doing all this for free. Like, what are you getting in return? Right? So like it has been our business model since the beginning. We 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 have no plans on charging the user. We always charge the uh other businesses, so that the, the businesses that we partner with, um, for example, like if the business like during a swap, if you are converting from one token to another, um, we charge the business or the organization that facilitate that that swap, and then we take a cut of the transaction fees, which won't be added to the users. So this is like our like the model or motto or ethos uh, that we continue with or like move forward with. We we want to be the the team, the infrastructure or like the interface to help out the users in Ethereum. And, um, I, that's, that's the goal for like the, the, like the future that I see.
0: What are your thoughts on other blockchains and Bitcoin in general? Like why did you plant your flag with Ethereum? I'm curious. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. So, um, no offense to his Bitcoin, but like, I, I think if I, again, like, All the way in the beginning when Bitcoin first came out or like two years in or something like I, I heard about it, but like a lot of people, I thought that was a scam, right? Like I did not, I did not continue to read about it or like do anything about it. I'm like, what is this internet thing or token that everyone's talking about? That's funny. Yeah, I don't get it at all. And, um, and then I just forgot. And, uh and like the during my like uh senior year yeah, or like w- in my school year um school time i that's that's when i like actually started to read about it again um and I was really fascinated with the distributed aspect of it like the technology behind it uh, bitcoin and i was really into it like honestly i had a mine like i bought a miner like a um i don't know whether you're familiar with those the I don't know whether they still have that, like a box with a huge fan and it creates so much heat and so much noise. So I'm pretty sure it's still there, like a different version or like a better version of it. And so I bought a miner to mine Bitcoin. And this is one of the funny stories because um, I was renting a room at that point in time. And so I had the miner plugged in and I was able to... Make more than enough to pay my rent for that room, so I was using the electricity uh, to mine Bitcoin so that I can pay the rent for that room, and it was like one of the like the craziest or funniest situations uh, in my life because like it was there, it was this machine that earned me money that I can uh, in return pay the rent, and um, so that like. In that period, that's also when I like started investigating or getting more into blockchain, and basically, I stumbled across uh, the yellow paper for Ethereum, and w- I was really fascinated, right? I was already fascinated by Bitcoin and like the technology and the like distributed nature of of Bitcoin, and now Ethereum just added like 100 x more features to it and introduced this whole new concept of adding logic to transactions, which just blew my mind. And that moment I was like, okay, this is just going to be like, huge. I just want to be, you know, part of it. Or like I, at least bare at minimum, I want to read more about it. And just like, to to crave my like I I had this craving to like get more and more knowledge about this whole whole uh, blockchain and that's what led to my ETH wallet and learning more about Ethereum and all that. But that said, I think there's nothing that can uh, beat Bitcoin in value transfer aspect, right? Like it has been battle tested for almost 11 years now, and and it's there. It's it's what. Created everything and it's what it it's what gave birth to all these other like the whole blockchain ecosystem and all these other crypto projects and even Ethereum and like that's where the idea came from right so I think I that's why I, I like I have huge respect for Bitcoin and um and I still strongly believe like Ethereum is the utility the utility token and Bitcoin is the value token. And it'll continue for like the foreseeable future.
0: Well, and so for a very long time, like that was the narrative, and that was great. Like everyone worked together. I Bitcoin and Ethereum were are and uh, were, but are such perfect complements to each other. And and companies that are working to like bridge those two are great because you don't want to like do too many things, right? I think, and and most people would agree that like imagine if you have a bagel or a you know piece of toast. Yeah. And you don't have enough cream cheese for that bagel. It sucks, you know? Yeah. Same thing with like Ethereum trying to be too many things or Bitcoin trying to be too many things, you just you you the diminishing returns, basic economic concept, right? Yeah. So, um I think w- what bothers me is when you see people now, especially on crypto Twitter and you know, you have people that are in, in very uh, powerful places at Ethereum companies kind of change that narrative around a little bit and have so, said like, yeah, like uh, Bitcoin was money, Bitcoin is money, Ethereum is, you know, smart contracts and um, a whole different type of blockchain. But now yeah. they're saying that, no, like Ethereum is money and Ethereum is this and it's there's no need for Bitcoin. It completely replaces Bitcoin. Why? Why did that narrative need to change? Like, why did that happen? Did, did Ethereum folk feel like put in a corner because they shouldn't have. Uh, maximalism was stupid. And maximalism is very few people at all, like very few people. It's just the the vocal minority. Um, But largely the Ethereum Bitcoin communities work very closely together, both on the path that that path to decentralization that you and I know is very important that projects like Ripple are not. Um, Why, why did the animosity kind of start? And it has died down a lot, but you still see it.
1: Yeah. That's actually really weird because um, like, if you go back to the core concepts of Ethereum Ethereum is meant to be gas, like you know, because the, the 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 basically it's ETH, like ETH is what facilitates every single transaction in Ethereum. And think of it as like ga- gasoline that you put in your car, right? So in order to drive from point A to point B, you need gasoline. That's what ETH is. At the same time, you can sell gasoline to someone else. So that's what the Ethereum value transfer is, and. I I don't know when like people started thinking otherwise and and but like nowadays I see more and more projects that are actually uh, creating bridges uh, between uh, Bitcoin and ETH and then creating an ERC twenty or some sort of a token in ETH um, ETH chain that that is pegged with Bitcoin which is in a way is really good because now what you can do you can Like you know, obviously, Bitcoin chain has its its own set of problems, right? Um, Like which chain doesn't? Like all the blockchain uh, chains have like different sets of problems that they're continuously trying to solve. And um, so, Bitcoin has these problems where, like, okay, the transaction time is huge, or like there's a certain restriction on the block size, so you can only include certain amount of transactions per block, which only happens ten every ten minutes. So versus like in Ethereum, that's not the case. Like there, there will be a block every 14 seconds. Like we can facilitate a lot of transactions compared to Bitcoin. And, um, and then, so we can use these unique features in Ethereum to facilitate Bitcoin transactions in Ethereum. So that's where like a lot of projects are actually getting it. Like I I've seen at least two to three projects within like the past six, seven months, uh, that are doing this, like pegging a Bitcoin with ETH in, in Ethereum. And yeah. so you can send, create, send transactions uh, in like Bitcoin. And at the end, whenever you decide, okay, now I want to get back to the Bitcoin chain. And that's when they're like, okay, um, so now you have to create that one way transaction from uh, Ethereum to Bitcoin and you'll have Bitcoin in your Bitcoin chain. So which is awesome. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, I don't think um, anything like else should be. like. Because ETH, like, honestly, I strongly believe in ETH as a utility token, like I mentioned before, and Bitcoin as a, a value token. And that's how it should yeah. be, because ETH was never meant to be a value. Even It is a value. Like, yeah, but would you consider, like, paying for something in, in gasoline? So I think that's the question, right? Like, yeah, of course, there will be people who is willing to accept gasoline as a payment. but Majority of the people would prefer actual money like dollars to get paid for their product or get paid for their service. And I think that's that's how we should think about this whole situation.
0: There's no question that crypto and gaming have gone hand in hand since the early days of Bitcoin when it first launched. And in fact, that's what really drove mass adoption. Companies like BitCasino, which is the first ever licensed Bitcoin casino, and brands like SportsBet.io. I mean, it's the reason people are using crypto and Bitcoin today. Fun, fast, and fair. When you're using uh, blockchain-based gaming, make sure you require that they are fair because there's no reason that they shouldn't be transparent because everything can be seen on the blockchain. Coin gaming is so cool. It's an ecosystem of brands, products and people that are serious not just about shaking up the gaming industry, but also the crypto industry. These guys have been around since the early days of Bitcoin. The CEO of Coin Gaming used to actually mine for Bitcoin and and use the Bitcoin miner to heat his home in Estonia. I mean, those go down to like negative 25 degrees. So if you're if you're cool about driving crypto awareness together, if you got a question or you just want to connect with your team of like dreamers and doers, the whole community, make sure you check them out. CoinGaming.io, play some of our games. SportsBet.io or Big Casino, fun, fast, and fair. I'm Charlie Schramm. We'll talk to you guys right in a minute. Can we have some some statistics on my Ether wallet right now? Like, um, I'm curious to know, are a lot of people engaging on using like uh, hardware? Are people using uh, like Wallet Connect, like so they could download their app? So for those who don't know, you could download the app and you can then connect with the web interface and using the app, it's like a two-factor authentication. Uh, whether you have people using like their private keys and say, so, do you, do you have data like that? Um, and then my other question is like demographics. Uh, I'm curious, I guess I'm leaning into a question of do you, th- right now, we're still in that very early phase of like techies, like you and I interfacing uh, this technology. Do you think that the users that are using my ether wallet will change? Do you think that it will be eventually more, um, industries and like the CTOs of companies that are dealing with it. And then regular users will be dealing with like super, super like convenient and easy to look at um, user interface, you know, like graphic user interface. Will that change? And going back, don't forget about the demographics. I always ask these like super big questions. I need to like break (laughs) them up.
1: (laughs) No worries. I'll try to, I'll try to call them, uh, call all of them. Um, If I miss something, please let me know. So um, basically, yeah, you were asking about analytics. Um, we don't collect individual statistics. So if you ask me how many wallets have been generated over the past like, I don't know, three months or a year, we don't have that. So we don't have uh, like what, which IP addresses are, which IP. addresses users are coming from. only, only data. Really? Yeah. So we but you only, have to
0: purposely not collect that, right? It's not like we, something you could just say, like, I don't want to collect it. You have to purposely not collect that.
1: Purposely not collect that. So we we only data that we I have that. are the data that's, that's saved by Cloudflare. So Cloudflare is like our CDN, which is our content, content delivery uh, network. And they only collect data up to the past 30 days. So that's like the only data that we have access to, which is aggregate results. So... Uh, from there, we can we know we get about um, one million unique visitors on average throughout the year, and then like last month, it, it has been like one point three million unique uh, visitors to myitworld.com, and um, so that and like demographic is it's it it's this is the this is some like this is something that changes uh, between. US being the first and then Russia next and then Japan or like one of the european countries after that so um it it it's like it's so weird that like certain months or certain weeks like one will take over the other one like some some months it will be japan where like majority of the users come from and and that's sometimes like i I wonder what's this like why why is this happening like why are we getting so many users from Japan? we don't even support like we we don't even have that um uh, that language like might wallet translated to that language, But consistently, oh, it's so interesting yeah, so consistently we we like the top two spots will be like u s and Russia, and so we come that's why like uh I would say a month ago or so, like our like amazing team, uh they completely completely translated myetherwallet.com to Russian. And uh so we have like hundred percent like the whole whole My is hundred percent translated to Russian by native Russian speakers. I'm not talking about Google Translate. So it I I believe it really helps them. And and then we are planning to continue this to like other other groups of people as well. Like like Japanese will be the next. Uh, And then and then grow from there, and so um, it is definitely interesting on like certain cases. And over this is like one one uh, fact that um, my the the CEO Brian brought up um, over the past like couple of weeks. So after COVID happens, our uh, number of like the volume of swaps, which is our like exchange inside. my wallet went up by yeah. like a huge amount. Um, so it it doubled in everything, like it doubled or close to tripling on the, the volume compared to rest of the months in um in swaps, meaning like like on-chain transactions. And it almost 9x like uh, increased on our on ramping through Simplex, or so like so people getting from fiat to crypto. So this this has been going on since like the co the whole COVID situation happened, and even even more like the weirdest thing was that suddenly France like users from France were able to overtake the volume that we had for all the users from US and Russia combined. Really? And yeah, this just happened within like a week. So I. I was trying I was like scratching my head trying to figure out like what happened in France that that triggered this. maybe it was an article, maybe that something went on, like maybe there was something on like the t v that triggered this, but we still couldn't figure out like what happened uh during that week and why France suddenly spiked that much and um so like yeah we do see these like weird trends that or like weird spikes that happen here and there. But overall, um, like majority of our users are definitely like US tops it and then Russia is next and uh, Japan will be third. Um, And uh, to answer uh, and then to to uh, to to talk about the other products that we have. So my web is like our main product. And then we also have uh, Muse CX, our Chrome extension, which has about last time I checked, like 118000 users. Active users, uh, which is our Web three Chrome extension that you can use to used on different like other apps, and and then the Mew Connect app that I talked about initially, uh, which later changed into oh like then we released our second app, which is Mew Wallet. So the Mew Connect app had about like three hundred thousand uh, users, and we only released Mew Wallet two weeks ago, and it has about hundred thousand already. So um this this is good because we can still provide users with with uh security and like what we learned over the past 5 years about security and and give them access to a better solution with 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 something that we created with our experience uh on how to how to keep or safeguard their keys and wallets and all that and recently we also partnered with, uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with uh, the, the Samsung blockchain wallet that they came up uh, where they yeah. have actually, um, yeah, so they have a blockchain or like a blockchain security enclave. So think of it as a hardware wallet inside, act- like an actual physical chip staying inside your phone that's isolated from the rest of the phone. And so we partnered with them. We are, we are actually one of the first Ethereum wallets to. Uh, Introduce this, or like uh, integrate this feature uh, to 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 the wallet. And so, if you install new wallet on on one of these uh, blockchain supported phones on from Samsung, it'll automatically switch to using that secure enclave to keep your private keys safe. So it just adds another like extra layer on top of an extra layer of security.
0: What do you think about hardware wallets? what What's your What are your thoughts on them?
1: hardware wallets definitely an interesting topic so um that tops it like from security point of view that definitely tops it it comes first so uh again then you also have to think about like what brands of hardware wallets right like which are good ones which are bad ones but like talking in general uh hardware wallets tops definitely like all the way up top and that's also one of the reasons why um we Like we support all these different types of connections uh, to your wallet, but like definitely hardware wallets are one of the 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 main uh, integrations that we like actively work on, and then make sure it's secure and um, people have access to it. It's because um, the next option will be like some sort of hybrid solution, which is. like like for example our wallet, but like there are uh, yeah. other other types of connections as well, right? Like a wallet connect interface, or like the Coinbase uh, what is it called? Wallet link interface. Um, and yeah. So yeah, th- there are like multiple different uh, connection protocols where it's a, it's a hybrid solution where you use a physical device, one device as your the the device that holds the key, and another device to. Do the transaction, and somehow there will be a connection link uh, where the, the the device that creates the transaction will send a message to the other device and be like, "Hey, I want to send 10 e to person B," and the the, the, the device that holds the key has to approve it. And that's that's adds a like definitely that's add, uh, adds a layer of securities because now you have uh, you are not exposing the private key to any of the websites, but at the same time um, like we still have a like a like a pretty decent amount of users who are still using software methods, unfortunately, like direct private key access, and like that's what I was gonna ask
0: you, like what are people using, yeah. and well actually, I think I did ask you that
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, maybe, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just gonna like go ahead, I'll be like, okay, this is this is This is it, and then uh, maybe like I'll miss some of the questions that like, you did ask a lot of questions. <laughs> um, and so key still files is is like, yeah, we still have a diff, like a decent amount of uses, but the point, like so and then we do get like p- people ask us, why are we still keeping it? Why aren't we like taking it down? Why are we keeping private keys option in my wallet? It's because if we just, like, think about, like, like let's say there are a thousand 1,000 people who use um, the private key or keys to access their wallet. The problem with that is the moment, if you take it out, then they'll go look for another option. And it's, it's more than likely, or highly, extremely likely that they'll end up on a phishing site and, like, lose their funds. So,
0: are, in, like, where where fishing where is fishing happening now?
1: Are oh, uh,
0: you you see you used to see a huge amount of it online, like with the free free ether giveaways and stuff like that. But are you oh still seeing goodness. a lot of
1: that? It, it still happens. Like, we take down about. <laughs> um, so we have this. Cha- oh my god! Like, if you see that channel every single day, we take down about like ten to fifteen different websites, fishing websites. The 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 reason oh why gosh. you don't get to hear about them. Um, that much now like especially about my ether wallet it's because like we have two security teams not just one two we needed two uh <laughs> to work on like taking down these phishing sites and and uh make it safe so uh, in about like the moment if you learn um they, so they have these tools right like they have uh like monitoring tools that are constantly looking at the internet for like new web registrations and then they monitor whether like they're violating the the trademarks, or they they have their, or they are like sending the private keys to somewhere, and then the moment they detect that, within about like on average about like between somewhere between ten minutes to three hours, they take the website down. So before even like it gets to a point where these officials started marketing it and like start getting users to upload their private keys we we already taken it down but now they're trying they're pretty clever actually so now they're trying different avenues of instead of just targeting um, web users now they're trying to target like Chrome extension users so they create these fake oh. Chrome extensions um, that looks and looks like my the wallet uh, extension and if people downloads it and uh, they you know, like, yeah, it's more than likely they'll lose their funds, so and we are also taking those down um and of and then and then Android applications, right, so every single avenue that they can take they they still they still pursue that, but um uh, only difference is, um, uh, we have like two great teams, and like our support team is amazing at like detecting these, and if 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 they detect. Or oh, like, if someone say, "Hey, I downloaded this app," they make sure they like the person actually downloaded the right application. And if they didn't, they'll report it immediately, and we can um, we can f- uh, go ahead with the takedowns. So yeah, phishing still happens, but like we're really good at taking them down as soon as possible.
0: That's amazing. How do you find out about them? It, mostly from users reporting
1: it. So uh, there are multiple ways. Um, we, we have tools that monitor like certain, um, keywords and certain like you, you can, you can list all the domain registrations that happen within the last hour. You have to spend
0: like a significant amount of time and energy, not just you, but your staff. This goes back to like, you're taking on these role, you're taking on this role of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you're like an Ethereum almost maintainer. (laughs) of the protocol like you 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 feel like a a duty well i understand it because it's the same way i feel about bitcoin but most people don't nowadays because they they don't have that emotional attachment anymore yeah Um, especially from like the early pioneering days but but you were there and you're very much a part of it you still have that you still have that like burning emotional desire to see yourself doing this for the rest of your life
1: oh yeah so um I, I don't know oh, Me no, for sure yeah it's just uh, I'm pretty sure you can understand it's really hard to explain to people that who doesn't get it like a lot of people did come to Ethereum and Bitcoin to make quick buck right like make like do a trade you have and, to
0: look at people and say this is what I was put on this earth to do and they look at you like what the hell are you talking about yeah but wh- you you saying do- it
1: seriously Exactly. Why are you so fascinated by this? Like, what does it even mean? Like, I don't like so it's really hard to explain. You have to find people like you, me, and like people who are actually like honestly deeply connected with what they believe in. So um, if I don't so it comes to a point, like if I don't read something new about Ethereum on a daily basis, I can't go to sleep. So <laughs> It's it's at like that level. So I want to learn something new about like Ethereum and like how to make it better or like or like have a, if I have a concept, I have to talk to talk about it with someone. Um, and you know, like it's it's at that level where it almost feels like y- you're part of Ethereum. Oh, it's not not just about my ether wallet at, at this point. It's about like Ethereum. You're I'm part of Ethereum, and. And my ETH wallet is the outcome of it. So, and it's uh, yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's just uh, it's not something that you can explain or make make a lot of people understand. But there are definitely like few people who can understand uh, what kind of feeling that is, and and they appreciate that. And again, like hearing users say, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for like." creating my ether wallet. Oh like, oh um, i I I use my ether wallet on a daily basis. Oh I, I downloaded new wallet and like I love it. Like those are the, the key the, the sentences that I'm looking for. And then those are the things that like keeps motivating me. And also like again like criticism, right? Like positive criticism is always good. If you don't like something, let us know. We'll try to figure out a way to fix it. Um, I want to ask you a question. I, yeah, go ahead.
0: I want to ask you really quickly um cuz we're running out of time. Why is why is USDT still the stable coin of choice? Um you're seeing so much so many uh, uh, monopolies, not sorry. You're seeing so many new stable coins launch, yeah. you know, that are backed with more better audits, better people, you know, better fun. Not nothing wrong with the Tether people. They're all by the way, they're all friends of mine the founders. I'm just saying like there's something to be said when you have a uh, an Amer- you know, like an American uh, uh, accounting firm auditing you every month, like I think Gemini does for their for their stablecoin. Why why are people still using like USDT? Is it is it because it's such a global thing that opens up access to everyone?
1: Um, no, I I I think it's the accessibility. So the
0: accessibility.
1: It, yeah, I think that's the main reason because um, if you look at a lot of these stablecoins, right? Like let's take. Uh, example, like, okay, let's talk about DAI. Um, And it's, it's, yes, you can create DAI, you can get DAI by like having a collateral in ETH. So there are a lot of concepts to this. You have to have some sort of like a technical knowledge on, okay, what is DAI, and how I get it, and all this. And it's just in in like, in some user's head, it just like doesn't click, It, it doesn't make any sense. And the moment you yeah. start reading about like a lot of these concepts. So if, if you just market die as, okay, this is, this is literally a stable point. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about collateral. You don't have to worry about like, it, like the, 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 it, the, the, price going up and down and like make a, the maker token or anything. So if you, if you, if we say that it might, it definitely like might have a chance to, um, Compete like at this moment in time, it'll it might have a chance to compete with USDT. But like the, the difference between USDT and DAI is the is the accessibility, meaning
0: Yeah, of course. Like
1: you you have a lot more ways to get in, get USDT than like DAI, for example. And a lot of exchanges supports it. And and it's a very simple concept. It basically Means it—it yeah. literally means like it's one dollar equals one USDT. There's nothing else to it. Like there, there are no like crazy uh, concepts or crazy smart contracts uh, that are happening like every minute to keep the keep the the price stable. Or uh, like you don't have to have like the voting system or anything. It's just simplicity, and it's easy to understand. I think that's where that's where that's that's the reason but i think in the future it'll change like it we more we definitely have more die now than like a year ago so eventually it'll like it'll only keep increasing and we'll get to a point where we can straight up compete with uh like direct tokens like usdt that are actually backed by dollars so um I i think that's that's going to happen pretty soon um and and might be sooner than like uh than than a lot of people think but it's it's a good thing right like that's what we want we want people to use uh stable coins in a decentralized platform like why do we have to have a centralized token in a in a decentralized platform so yeah but like simplicity and accessibility those two are the reasons for sure
0: well Kasala, thank you so much for taking the time and and coming on the show today. Um, it was such a wild show and I and we had different conversations than I expected to, but I learned a lot here as well. So good luck in Sri Lanka. Please keep us updated on your status um, on on your safety and everything. and good luck but at least you could be with your your family and that's that's the most important thing.
1: That is definitely really important. And and Charlie, and thank you so much for having me. This has been a great pleasure, and I really enjoyed this talk.
0: Same as well. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. New episodes of Untold Stories are released every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 a.m. EST on untoldstories.com, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Untold Stories is produced by Jason Yanowitz, Michael E. Polito, Reid Hannaford, and Riley Silbert of BlockWorks Group. Our account executives are Gina Felice and Julie Muroff. Our content is written by Kathy Zolo, Ronnie Tishner, and Scott Offer. Special thanks to Wayne Dallaire from Jump Dog Audio Productions. And of course, I'm your host, Charlie Schrem. You can follow me on Twitter, at Charlie Schrem, to continue the conversation. Send me some messages, feedback, or anything you want to say. And remember, please give some love to my sponsors, and I'll see you next week. Remember, strength in numbers, and information is power.